It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I will do this every single week. This week, I've been thinking about the importance of doing the small things. And the big reason for this is that when we are faithful with small things, we will eventually be trusted with really big things. When we, when we develop strong habits, people will take notice. This could include having integrity to do the right thing, even though we don't think anyone is watching, or simply following up to do what you said you would do. The willingness to be faithful when it seems like it wouldn't matter is actually when it matters the most, because we have so many opportunities every day to pay attention to the small things. So when you feel stuck, just ask yourself, what small thing can I do to set me in the right direction, and then simply do it. You will be so glad you did. With this in mind, I want to introduce my guest. And before I forget, let me give you the call-in number in case you'd like to call in and participate in today's discussion. That number is 866-404-6519. Once again, that's 866-404-6519. My guest this week is Dave Farrow. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Dave Farrow is the president and founder of Farrow Incorporated, and he is a Guinness World Record holder for World's Greatest Memory. Using his own success with memory as a platform, Dave speaks nationwide to numerous corporations, small businesses, and educational facilities around, uh, surrounding his award-winning memory and focused techniques. Dave has trained over 10,000 business professionals, students, managers, and seminar attendees in memory programs offered in both Canada and the United States, with that number growing every single day. In 2007, Dave broke the Guinness record for greatest memory for the second time by memorizing and correctly recalling the exact order of 59 decks of cards. That's 3,068 cards in total, which exceeded the previous record of 52 decks, which is 2,704 cards. He was also hired by Sony Corporation to live in a window on Fifth Avenue in Manhattan and speed read on a Sony e-reader for literacy in America. In 30 days, he read over 100 books, and through his efforts, Sony gave 4.4 million e-books to schools in America. Over 100 million people watched him in the window read for charity. Dave also trains corporations and college students how to better have better, better memories and improve performance in their business and the classroom, as well as how to improve focus and get things done many times faster than ever before. We'll discuss this and so much more on today's show. And with all this in mind, here is my very special guest, Dave Farrow. Dave, how are you? Hey, thanks very much for having me on. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for being here. I'm I'm honored to have you here, and we've been talking about this for a while, and our finally our our schedule is finally uh, matching up. So this is great. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been amazing. Uh, it's been tough to uh, to find uh, our schedules to match up and and to mix, but uh, hey, uh, good things come to those who wait. Absolutely, absolutely. This is going to be an amazing show. So here's the first question that I ask everyone, Dave. Tell us about your background, your backstory, how you got started, maybe things that you learned and overcame, and how you got to where you are right now. 
Well, sure. Um, well, first thing first, uh, the, the most common question I get asked in interviews, and as you know, I've been on over uh, 2,000 interviews in my career. I really built my business from, uh, from publicity, um, and we're yeah. going to probably talk about that a little bit. Um, sure. The most common thing people ask is that, hey, how did you know you were born with this amazing memory? And I have to correct people and say that I was not born with a special memory. I actually use a, a method, a series of techniques to improve my memory. And the method works really well. It is unique. It's kind of based on traditional techniques, but we've gone one step further to bring in modern neuroscience and actually have developed uh, new techniques. And I've you know, proven in a double-blind study. But my background is simple. I started off with a horrible memory. I was actually, um, you know, failing a lot of uh, my classes in school. And I looked into memory techniques to solve these problems. I was obviously very ambitious. You know, um, I, I'd like to think I'm very intelligent, uh, but I just couldn't get uh, learning and memorizing down pat. I just couldn't master it as an art form. And so I, I studied everything I could about memory and ended up developing one of the most powerful systems out there. And now we've got a double-blind uh, neuroscience study that proves that this method is, is the most effective. And, uh, you know, I go to colleges and universities all the time and teach people. And i got to say that one of, the most, one of the most exciting things is that I started this for completely selfish reasons. I'm not afraid to say that. I just wanted to help myself and improve myself. And I honestly never thought it would be a career. I thought that I would improve my memory and then you know, get good grades and go into a major and have a career in some particular field. But what I discovered in opening up my brain and how to make it work was so powerful and so useful that I really enjoyed sharing it with other people, and I realized how much I enjoy kind of being an educator, and that's what really uh, caused my hobby to be a passion. Wow. And, and that's, that, that's really a great. successful business. <laughs> Yeah, it's become a very successful business. I know you tour all over the place. In fact, I met you at a conference in, in uh, L.A. a couple of years ago. I remember that. Yeah, you you're gonna, if you're going to be a speaker, you're going to be going to L.A. a lot, that's for sure. Um. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that, that's where a lot of things tend to happen. But, yeah, it's it's pretty interesting. We, we met at a conference, and I arrived late to a session, and there was a seat in the back row, and it happened to be next to you, and I didn't know you, and we talked after the session, and you told me what you did, and I said, that is really amazing. I've got to have you on my show, and here we are two years later. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's amazing. Networking at conferences like that, high-level things like that. Um, you know, I got to work with uh, Sony Corporation, actually, um, uh, at a conference. I was speaking at the conference at the time, but, uh, yeah, same sort of thing. You know, people, people who are always trying to improve themselves uh, tend to have good company. And, uh, you know, if you're seeking to improve yourself, that's also a great place to start networking because you're attracting very, very uh, powerful people. Yeah, and with those powerful people do come powerful opportunities on occasion. Yes, and money. <laughs> and money. But no, but Absolutely. also like but it's more than money. It's 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 kind of the, you know, the freedom that that brings, the success that that brings. Uh the the most important thing that I wish I could get across to, you know, most of the people that I talk to is is that um you know, success really comes to people who who take risks who who try hard for a particular goal and when you when you stop talking and start actually doing things in life then you start to find yourself around other people who have stopped talking and are actually doing things as well and uh, that's mm. when really exciting things happen yeah absolutely something that a lot of people probably do not know is that you uh, and I read this on your website let's talk about ADHD and dyslexia 
Yeah, I was diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia when I was just a kid, um, and uh, I, I I tried medication temporarily. It wasn't very effective for me, but I'm I'm not uh, exactly a spring chicken, so it was um, in those days they uh, really didn't have the medication um, really refined as a process like they do now, uh, and pretty much it was just a label that did nothing but hold me back and categorize me. It didn't really help me because there was no tools to support it. So um, that ended up being my greatest benefit because there was nobody who was coming up saying, I know how to handle this or solve this problem for you. There was no resources. So I went on a quest to discover resources myself, and I ended up becoming um, you know, quite an expert on the art and actually showing people how to activate um, natural, uh, uh, natural hyper-focus that comes with ADD. So, so, so people with ADD actually have the ability to hyper-focus on purpose and have a, you know, kind of an advantage uh, in that area if they do it right. So uh, I became very good at developing a series te of techniques that helped train uh, people's brains out of um, ADD tendencies and, and help them focus. And then I started teaching that to other people like students and stuff, and we ended up cutting study time to remember, remembering more. Now I actually have a lot of people who are uh, middle-aged and seniors who are finding these same brain training tools uh, that are dramatically getting better results than you know, than most brain training things on the market. Most of those websites and brain training games have, have very incremental results, and they just see leaps and bounds with my system. That is wonderful. And you mentioned uh, you, you talk to older people about these techniques, too. When, when people start to find that their memories are starting to fail them, do you find that this really jumpstarts things back up again for them? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I just I, I recently gave a talk to uh, National uh, National Committee, uh, they said the Canadian version of the AARP, uh, the CERP, um, uh, CARP for short, so they have a fish as their symbol, which is cute. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was um, hundreds of people who showed up, and it was one of my most successful talks, because once people realize the real science out there, then they, number one, they stop having any fear, and number two, they start to really understand what makes brain training different and what makes good brain training different from bad brain training. So here, in essence, is, is what I mean. Um, so, you know, right now, if you, uh, if you do, you know, crosswords or Sudoku, then you're, um, uh, you know, you think you're training your brain. You think you're, you're feeding it good stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, you're, you're only getting better at crosswords and Sudoku. Um, there's actually a joke amongst neuroscientists that crosswords and Sudoku make you better at crosswords and Sudoku. And that tells you something about neuroscientists that they consider that a joke. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but at the end of the day, though, um, there, there's, a, there's a principle called transference, and essentially what it says is if you want to get better at something, you have to do that thing. So much like you wouldn't exercise your biceps and expect to become a better runner, um, you know, you wouldn't work on math or word problems and expect to have a better memory. If you want to have a better memory, you have to actually work your memory. And that's what most of these uh, brain training games uh, do not do very effectively. They, they don't really test your memory. So what, what our method does, what the Faro method does is – it really takes you from step step one all the way to to the end on on how to get information into your head as quickly and easily as possible, and also to recall it as quickly and easily as possible on everything from names and faces to formulas and the periodic table to speeches and texts 
and uh, facts and figures and everything. And when you really learn how to trigger and exercise that muscle, you'll find that you don't even need repetition to memorize information. It's, it's surprising mm-hmm. that people say when you say that because they think it's impossible to memorize without repetition. But then I say, hey, what happens if you're walking down the street and you see a car accident in front of you? Did you need repetition? Do you need co- tow trucks to pull those cars apart and crash them into each other over and over to memorize them? They go, no, of course no. not. And I say, well, then there's a mechanism in your brain that memorizes without repetition, but let's just call that a survival mechanism. It's a very rare mechanism. And what we've done with my system is I've been able to show people how to isolate that little trigger in their brain. We call it memory triggers. And to really take control of it, that allows you to All right, to and we're, we're coming up against our first break. We'll come right back afterwards. This is Success Profiles Radio. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. Solovey, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solovey with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use, and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. And simply making the switch to Solovey is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solovey with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solovey revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Guinness World Record Holder, Dave Farrow, whose expertise is remembering things and helping people remember things and helping people develop super memories. 
Before we continue, let me tell you a little bit about where you can find me. Of course, you can find me on Facebook. I do have a fan page. It's called Success Profiles Radio. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find me on Twitter at Mr. Brian K. Wright. And you can also find my brand-new book, which is called Success Profiles, Mental Toughness and Sales, which features interviews with Jeffrey Gittimer, Eric Lawholm, and Scott Lopez, all who have appeared on my show. You can find that on Amazon, Kindle. Just go to Amazon and search for Brian K. Wright, and you'll find the book right there. Meanwhile, here we are, and this is Dave Farrow, and we're back. So, Dave, you are a two-time Guinness World Record holder for great memory. Let me ask you, uh, we talked a little bit about what inspired you to develop memory techniques, but what inspired you to set a world record? Well, that was really a situation where I, I wanted to get noticed, and it was one of the smartest things I've ever done uh, because uh, it really set my career up. Uh, when you have something that uh, – this might be a lesson to some people out there who, who are entrepreneurial in mindset. I was always 100% entrepreneurial. I, I always said I would either be self-employed or unemployed. I never really – had a desire to work for somebody else. And that's just me. Uh, I certainly know that other people are, are, are wired differently. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when I wanted to run my own business, I knew that getting attention, getting, you know, get, making people aware of things was very important. If I wanted to bring this new system of memory to people, I, I had to make a big splash. So I went after the most difficult feat I could find, which is the Guinness Book of Records. Um, and, you know, since then, there have there have actually popped up a few memory competitions and things. Some of them have invited me to be a speaker or invited me to be a judge. Um, I don't really participate in a lot of these things, although I could because, you know, they, they require a big time commitment. But it's amazing how much it's actually spread from, you know, just a just me and a handful of other people around the world who could achieve that level to a few more. Yeah. But still, there's only maybe two other people that could break my record, and they've tried, so I feel pretty safe. <laughs> That's great. So how does one, and I'm sure a lot of people are wondering this, how does one go about setting a world record? I mean, there's a process. You have to yeah. register with the Guinness organization somehow? Well, number one, you want to pick a record that actually already exists. It's much easier yeah. if you have a record that exists, then there are set rules that you have to follow. And if you follow those rules, you'll break the record and own it. Um, so it's a very clear path to, to success. Um, if you try to set a new record that doesn't exist, well, then uh, it, it's a much longer process. Not impossible, but certainly longer. If they, and it's usually based on whether or not they find it really interesting or there's something that might be quite competitive, a lot of people competing for the same thing. So um, I heard about this uh, this world record, and I decided to to uh, challenge it, um, and I actually wanted to blow it out of the water. I, I went uh, My first time I went for the record, I was 21 years old. And the interesting thing is uh, nobody that knew me ever considered me as a memory expert, never even considered me as, as the smartest person in the room, um, to be honest. Um, I was very good in sports, and I only developed this memory system uh, later. You know, I, I was diagnosed with ADHD and such when I was 14 years old, so people were still kind of seeing me as that, as that young kid who was struggling in school, even though I had jumped to the top of my classes. I, I think a lot of people saw that as kind of a fluke. Um, and I think people tend to tend to see others in a particular category and find it very difficult to change how they see you. So if anybody else has yeah. experienced going from you know, a quote-unquote, you know, area that you don't ever want to be. I never want to say anybody's, you know, a loser or something, but in a, an area where you're not successful and then jumping to tremendous success, you'll actually find a lot of people are threatened by that because they have pegged you as a certain kind of thing. So yeah. I actually had to almost blackmail some people into helping me actually 
prepare for this and actually set the record. I, I didn't I didn't really get any support uh, at all. In fact, I had people trying to convince me out of it constantly. Um, but you just have to stick to your vision. Um, once I was able to break the record, though, uh, everything changed, and everyone was behind me, and everyone supported me. So it just goes to show if you're going to try something big like this, make damn mm-hmm. sure you succeed, or at least you don't stop trying. Because uh, <laughs> you know, if you fail, then that's all right. they're going to remember you by. Yeah. Did When you made this big transformation, did some people think you were cheating at first? Um, no, the only person who ever, who ever suggested that was the person whose record I broke, and nobody really took that seriously. He posted it on the Internet a few times, and he really lost a lot of credibility in that category. Nobody uh, credible ever accused me of that, because in the Guinness Book of Records, the, the rules that you have to follow are so much more strict than anything else, and it still has the highest standard for, uh, for um, uh, any anything like this. You have two cameras yeah. on you at all times. You have two witnesses that have to sign affidavits that have to be watching you all the time. We literally have the decks of cards in a vault. Um, and oh, by the way, I broke the record back in 2009. I memorized 59 decks of cards, so I broke it again. Um, so um, that's what makes me a two-time record holder. And that really kind of silences all your critics. Um, you know, I did this on the Discovery Channel, nationally syndica- syndicated television. So it's things like that that really... Uh, really solidified but it was it was really tough to to see um the person who whose record i broke react like that because i really i lost a lot of respect in that point because i really did you know i did, did have a lot of respect for him i thought you know it was one of those things that you know meeting on the field of battle and may the best man win and uh right. you know uh, and all that and I, I was hoping for more sportsmanship but uh absolutely hey, that's what you find in life is is you'll have all sorts of if, if you're not doing something that invites ridicule and invites attack then you're really not trying in my opinion i mean sure. there are so many negative people in this world that mm-hmm. it's just you, you unless you're getting a lot of negativity then you're really not putting yourself out there and as somebody who puts yeah. myself out there a lot the negativity you just kind of don't even worry about it most of it is yeah. either jealousy or you know something involving in their life yeah, exactly. So let's talk about developing a great mind and a great memory. Uh, you said in the beginning you were not necessarily born with this. Is this something that really anyone can do with the right training? Yeah, I, mean, I don't want it to sound like an infomercial. I'll, I'll give you some tips right now to, to give you sure. an idea of really how this can, can work. Um, you know, like I said, you can look at a parking lot and see a whole bunch of cars. You'll forget all of those very quickly. But then if you see a car accident, you'll never forget it. What's really going on? Well, the mechanism in the brain is uh, it's considered, it's believed to be at the base of the hippocampus, a, a number of cells which are very, um, which react very quickly to stimuli. They're called reticular activating cells, which means they kind of react quickly to things. And they, they are believed to make a decision. They look at information and say, well, is this important enough for me to remember long-term or not? And what I was able to show in our study was that the type of information, the flavor, if you will, of information is actually kind of unique to the person. So say you're a, a big um, a movie buff. You'll remember everything about particular movies, but you won't remember where you put your keys. Um, yeah. Say you're uh, somebody who's a big uh, football fan. They'll remember everything about their particular sport, but they won't remember where they parked their car. They have a certain trigger and then everything else seems to fall through the cracks, and that's why everybody thinks they have a bad memory. What my right. system enables us to do is to take that one trigger, that one thing that you use, and with a simple, systemized process, 
uh, very step-by-step, step step, but you can do it in seconds, and you're essentially just kind of making little making little games in your head. You're kind of, you look at information or you hear someone's name and then you'll, you'll make a little image or you'll make a little scenario in your head. It takes a couple of seconds, but what it does is it tricks that one part of the brain into paying attention and waking up. And then once that part of the brain actually has woken up, then you remember the information in your long-term memory for as long as you want to. And it's astounding to people the difference. Yeah. So do you teach, do you teach people to associate images with words to help them remember things? Or is that, well, now, or is that much people, more than that? A lot of people who see memory techniques and haven't, um, this is actually something else we showed in the study, was that if you're taught uh, techniques in the wrong way, then you don't receive any result. And, t- and I've seen that in my practice for years, um, where people are taught kind of improperly or kind of a watered-down version of techniques, and they think, oh, they're, they're somewhat effective, but not really that useful. Um, essentially, if you're taught the wrong way, then it won't work for you. It won't quite trigger you specifically, because um, it doesn't trigger that specific flavor, if you will, of your own memory. Um, and then as a result, you blame the technique. You think memory techniques don't work. We were able to show that they work for absolutely everybody if they're taught in the right way. And here's the proper way to do it, if you will. So it's not just images, it's any sensory perception. So you can, um, some people will respond more, by the way, by putting themselves in the image. You know, other people will respond more by, by exaggerating the image physically. So um, having some, something crash into each other, something like that. Um, so everybody is going to respond slightly differently. In fact, I'll give you a great example of, of a, how I've turned this into a brand for us and t- dramatically improved our ability to, to get attention. Um, my last name is Farrow, spelled F-A-R-R-O-W. Most people will forget that after this interview. But what I do during my television interviews is I put on an Egyptian Pharaoh hat, this really gaudy, silly-looking costume hat. But I'm wearing a full suit and everything, looking all dapper, but I got this this Halloween costume hat on my head, and I say, you know, obviously I'm not Egyptian, but this hat is silly <laughs> enough that it wakes up your brain and will remind you of my name, Pharaoh. So some of you, you might have to imagine wearing the hat. Some of you might just imagine seeing the hat. Some of you might pay more attention to why it's funny and silly. Everyone has a slightly different flavor, but what happens is if you trigger your particular flavor, you'll, you will remember it for as long as you want to. And that's really where we start to customize the system. So in our system, we actually have a test where you figure out what your memory mode is. And then once you figure out what your mode is, then you will actually make these kind of mental imagery in your way. So you might imagine a lot of action in your images where other people might put a lot of you know, humor or irony into it. Either way, you end up being able to make the, uh, the mental uh, connections exactly the way you need to, and it sticks mm-hmm. in your mind every single time without fail. That's great. We've got less than a minute to our break, so tell us where we can find your website, more information about you and your programs, and I'll give you a chance to do this again later in the show as well. Sure. Well, I mean, if you want to find out about me, you know my last name, Farrow, so you can check out Farrow Memory or Google that. Um, if you want a specific website, I would suggest yourmemorysucks.com, um, mainly because it's easier to remember. So yourmemorysucks.com. So if your memory sucks, go to yourmemorysucks.com, and you can find out more about our products. But just Google me, and you'll find a whole lot more. That's great. We're coming up against our next break. We're talking with Dave Farrow, and he is a memory champion. We'll talk about more regarding this when we come back from the break. And uh, I'll tell you what, there are just so many benefits to having a, a great memory. You can improve your business. You can study faster. You can earn more money, have better relationships. Some people even use this technique to memorize the Bible. So we'll come back after the break. Please stay with us. 
mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our double green plan. Double green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the ripe age of five, she was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a Bachelor in Nursing and Master's of Business Administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul radio show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. This is Brian K. Wright. My very special guest this week is Dave Sparrow, who is a two-time Guinness World Record holder for having the greatest memory. And if you want to call in and talk to us and ask a question, that number is 866-404-6519. Once again, it's 866-404-6519. So let's talk about the business, the stuff behind the stuff, Dave. You mentioned earlier in the show that or I've read in your bio that you worked with Sony and you had a sponsorship agreement with them. So tell us what you did with them and how you got that because that is huge. <laughs> yeah, it really actually put me on the map. But also, uh, they—I uh, mean, for, for the, the the story behind the story is that I'm actually originally Canadian, so they actually uh, were able to uh, fund my um, my visa application and allowed me to. Uh, go on the path to citizenship, which now I'm living in the States, um, and I have a place in Canada as well. But as you can imagine, anybody who's Canadian 
who's listening to the sound of my voice who's an entrepreneur, you know what it's like. Uh, it, it, the, the opportunity in America is much bigger than in Canada for an entrepreneur, so our business has been doubling and tripling since I've been here. Um, nice. But uh, how I got the gig, well, it, it's pretty simple. Um, I just uh, did as much PR as I could. PR is the secret to any entrepreneur or author expert out there. Um, and, and I like being on your show because the typical, is, you know, say when I do like a morning drive time show or something like that, uh, hits radio type thing, um, I would never, you know, mention this, but this is kind of pulling back the curtain and telling you, you know, the business side of things because I know you're all about success and, and such. So, um, right. you know, essentially you can have the greatest system in the world. I do believe I have the greatest system in the world for learning and memory far beyond, uh, in, in complete objective terms, far beyond uh, any other memory system, much less brain training out there. But nobody would know that it even exists if I didn't get exposure. So I got very, very good at getting on TV and radio uh, specifically. And then later on it was blogs and things like that, Internet stuff and, and, and newspapers to a lesser extent and magazines. Um, for a good uh, three years or so, I was almost exclusively living off of the proceeds of, of Internet sales um, right after I did a radio or TV show, I would do a radio show in the morning, and then I'd watch the sales come in in the afternoon, and I would be fulfilling product in the evening. And that was my day-to-day -day existence. Sometimes I had three, four interviews per day. Um, and then I actually yeah. added up over the years, and uh, during our citizenship, we were able to look into it and um, had a lawyer actually add it all up, and they estimated that I had over 2,000 interviews in my career. And anybody who is interested in this, anybody who's an author expert, I'd love to. Uh, I, in fact, actually, I'll extend to to your listeners specifically. If somebody mentions uh, this show or the or the host name or anything, um, what uh, I will I'll give you a 20 minute consultation for my PR company. If you seriously are looking for PR services, because I, I run a PR company as well now, where I help other entrepreneurs and experts do the same thing that I did. Um, but really, it's not just getting on the show. Like I was on Regis and Kelly and such, but it's actually what you say while you're on the show, how you negotiate the time that you have, how you negotiate to have things like bumpers or be able to say your website or things like that. Um, those sorts of things allow you to go on a show like that and make twenty dollars to $30,000 in sales at the same time. Um, I've yeah. known people who have been on major shows and, and made literally hundreds of dollars. Um, <laughs> I, know, I know one person hundreds of dollars? And didn't really and didn't really make a make a big uh, financial gain from it. But I've been on a local, a very loyal listening radio audience, um, and I made over one hundred seventy eight thousand dollars in sales from one uh, radio station. Um, wow! I was on a very a very niche. I won't say exactly who it is, but I was on a very niche uh, television internationally. Um, publicized television uh, station recently, uh, and it's an international variety one, but we made a quarter million dollars in sales. Now, I actually had a deal wow. with the station, so I don't get to keep all of that. Don't be too impressed. But I do keep a percentage, and that was more than enough for me. Um, so there's real money behind this, but you have to know the art of the interview, the art of the pitch, the art of how to get on the air, and that's kind of my secondary skill set. I started off with memory, and then I thought, you know what, if I really want to get my message out there, I've got to get good at the marketing effort, at the PR, and that's what I've mastered for the last, last 10, 15 years. That is really great. You brought up your interview with Regis and Kelly, and uh, this is on the Internet, by the way. You go to YouTube, look up Dave Farrow, F-A-R-R-O-W, 
and then type in Regis and Kelly, and there will be a video of his appearance. And tell us how that went. I, I don't want to, like, ruin it. So tell us how sure, that went sure. and what you did for them. Well, the interesting thing is the, and then what I did is I, you know, memorized the studio audience, and then, uh, and then we did some other demonstrations of memory on the air. But, um, you know, the interesting thing is I can't post all of the shows. When I was on Steve Harvey, when I was on Dr. Oz, we're not allowed to put those on the Internet. So the funny thing is the, the stuff that's on the Internet is not nearly as much as I've done. But, um, I, no, i got to tell you, you know, Regis and Kelly, those guys are just so fantastic. Kelly Rippa is one of the best professionals I've ever worked with. She was so nice and kind. We sent uh, memory products to a lot of people in the staff. A lot of people, uh, you know, you've worked with it with their kids, and they just loved it. They were just fantastic and so organized. Uh, it was a pleasure to work with them. But I memorized, uh, memorized 10 decks of cards live on the air and, and recalled them in front of people. Uh, they'd say any deck between 1 and 10, and I'd remember the cards in it. Uh, we memorized the section of the studio audience, and I uh, the whole studio audience, and I was able to recall their names. And they kind of tested me a little bit, like, who's this person's last name, and who are they, and, and all that. Right. And um, a lot of pressure, a lot of stress, but there are even techniques to deal with uh, recall during stress as well. Yeah. So how long of a of a exposure did you have? I and mean, you weren't were you on for the whole hour? Were you on for thirty minutes? Um, they had three guests, uh, and I was one of them. So okay. it was actually it was Christian Slater. Um, it was uh, a star of a reality TV show, and then it was me. So very, wow. it's very rare to have somebody who's not a, a celebrity, um, you know, like an A-list celebrity on, on a show like that. But it was um, they do a lot of stuff with the Guinness Book of Records, and they, they uh, loved it. That's fantastic. And I, you mentioned that at one point during the show you memorized people's names. So let's talk about that because I will tell you, sometimes I don't remember people's names after I've met them, and I'm really way too embarrassed to ask them again. So right. uh, how, how do you remember someone's name? Uh, well, you know, there's a, there's a simple way, and then there's the more complex way. Basically, uh, the first name's a pretty simple thing, and here's what I would suggest for people. Think of a costume party. Just like I mentioned with the pharaoh hat, think of, you know, you go to a costume party, you know, you go to the, the same place the next year, you won't remember what people, uh, people's names are, but you will remember what costume they wore. You know, you remember that this guy dressed up as Superman, this person was, you know, Captain America or something like that, right? So... What happens is your brain is very good at connecting certain types of stimuli together. So it's very good at connecting visual imagery together. I know what Iron Man is. I know what this person is, so I can connect those together. The problem is when you hear something like the word Steve, it, there's no sensory information involved. You can't, you know, Steve is, is not something you can sit on. It's not, it doesn't have a color. It doesn't have a taste, a texture. It doesn't have a weight to it. You know, it's not a thing. It's just a conglomeration of sounds put together. So what we do is we usually look for some sort of substitute word, something that will remind us of it. So let's say Steve reminds us of sleeve, or in this case, Brian uh, would remind me of brain. Um, little, yes. little dyslexic, I guess, but it worked. Now, the point is I'm not going to walk up to you and say, hey, brain, how are you doing? Um, right. I was doing a, a bad Animaniac skit. Um, <laughs> but, it's, but it's enough of a hint that I'm not going to get you confused with anyone else. I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, it's kind of like having someone on my shoulder saying, well, his name sounds like brain, and that's just enough of a hint that my brain will pop up and go, oh, it's Brian, right? So yeah. that's, that's the first step that I suggest is practice putting mental costumes on people. That's the first step. Now, when you get into last names, then there's a, there's a couple more steps involved. With complex last names, I actually have a phonetic technique that you break down the name phonetically so you can memorize it separately because, you know, you can't, 
You can't memorize Petrovsky all as one thing. It doesn't remind you of anything, but it has the word ski in it and has the word uh, petrol in it, so all gasoline on skis is something that you can remember. So start breaking it down into syllables, and there's a process to this and a lot of practice. Um, practice really does make perfect with this. We actually have a program on the site that uh, our program there, the Pharaoh Method, goes through uh, tons of people's names and specifically how to break it down, how to memorize it. But I hope I've given enough hints that you can give an idea of how it's possible at least. But right. really you have to practice it and you have to do it the right way and you have to do it consistently. Consistency is really important. You don't want to walk up to Mona and call her Lisa and Lisa right. and Mona. You know what I mean? You want to have a consistent. So you have to have a strategy and a plan. It's not just something you can pick up in five minutes. It really is to be something that you should learn properly. But when you do, oh, my, people treat you like a king. It changes the dynamic. Absolutely. Well, I when I lived in Nebraska, there was a guy that went to my church who remembered everyone's name all the time, even if he had seen he was them the in most two or three there, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. People were always really, really impressed. And, and I remember this one time in particular, I mentioned earlier that I sometimes don't remember people's names. I uh, I had an insurance uh, salesman friend back in Nebraska, and I would always mispronounce his last name. I would, always would say that his last name was Debeer, but it was Badir. And he gently corrected me a couple times. I'm like, okay, I have to, I have to fix this. So I said, I'm not going to picture him drinking a beer. I'm going to drink on his head. So it's Badir. So I would always picture antlers on this guy's head every time I saw him, and I never forgot his name again. It was really cool. Beer. Oh, excellent, excellent. That, 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 yeah. And that's exactly the type of thing. You know, there's, there's, there's whole techniques for, you know, if you've, if you've memorized something wrong, how to correct yourself. There's all sorts of techniques for everything. But I think you've got the basic idea right there. Absolutely. Tell us again how we can find uh, you and link up with you and learn more about the programs you offer. We've got about two minutes before the break. Uh, well, very simply, um, you know, I mean, obviously, if you see if you see my name here, you can Google me there. Um, if you're interested in some of the PR services, we do amazing things for people who um, are author experts, uh, very affordably, uh, and you owe it to yourself to at least get a 20-minute consultation. Um, you know, you can contact the station or contact me directly, but you know, let us know where you heard about us so I can give proper due. Um, and uh, of course, if you want to check out the website for that, it's pharopr.com, F-A-R-R-O-W, in the letter. PR.com. And if you want to improve your memory, well, if your memory sucks, then go to yourmemorysucks.com. <laughs> and beyond that, That's you know, wonderful. you can Google things and everything, but I like yourmemorysucks.com. That's a, a simple, easy thing to remember. Fantastic. And we've only got just a few seconds before our final break. I cannot believe how quickly this program has gone today. Well, it really does go to show that when you're having fun, you're, you're going to definitely uh, – uh, have a great time, and what we're learning a lot here today. So my guest is Dave Farrow. He is a uh, world champion, uh, Guinness record world holder for the greatest memory, and we will come back for a final segment right after this. This is Profile Radio. Please stay with us. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? 
concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. With quality programming, this is Tokinet Radio. Do you want to get a contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration, and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your High on Life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we're back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Dave Farrow, who is a two-time Guinness World Record holder for having the greatest memory in the world, and we've talked about different techniques that he teaches. And one thing I love about your business and about the, the businesses that a lot of my guests have is they have a charitable component attached to it, and so do you. So let's talk about giving back to your community because I know you do events and classes as fundraisers. So tell us about that. Yeah, I'll tell you, you know, my business has never really grown faster than when I was trying to give back. Um, I've long wanted to get my system into schools. A lot of people know about the political issues around that. If you've ever been involved with the education system, it can be laborious and impossible for an outside idea to, to make headway, and that's one of the reasons why the Internet is, is dominating education so much and will change, be a game changer in the future, is mainly because these institutions are very stuck in their ways and don't really want to use the latest and greatest science. They only look within themselves for solutions instead of outside. Well, there's, uh, there's been more growth in how the brain works for ages, but we're just not using it in the education system. But I have found one solution. We have developed um, a game a memory competition game for young people. I was inspired by other memory competitions, but more at the higher levels. The, those were very kind of elitist and people who were only like me who could memorize, you know, huge amounts of stuff. I wanted something that was more accessible for young people, um, kind of like a debating club or chess club or, you know, something like that where they can compete um, at the scholastic level. And what we ended up doing is creating memory clubs. From these clubs, they hold fundraisers as well to raise money for their clubs and others. And uh, we actually did a fundraiser um, just at a Catholic school over in Ontario, um, in St. Catharines, uh, just uh, just a week ago. And the club itself raised $4,000. Uh, essentially, wow. yeah, it's, it's fantastic. But essentially, the way they do it is they have a stadium, they have an auditorium that they 
you know, they can use for free. And I say, well, put a date on the map. I'll come there or one of my certified trainers. I have a number of Faro memory speakers that are certified to teach my system uh, around the world, and they, they do fundraisers like this as well. Uh, but I love doing them too. And say, put a date on the map. We'll sell tickets to a memory seminar. People will buy the tickets. They show up. And from ticket sales alone, they made uh, $4,000. Um, I, wow. I did pretty well myself. I got to sell a few books and everything and, and make a lot of connections and shake a lot of hands. Um, but uh, it was fantastic. It was for a robot, robotics club, and they were so excited. At the most they've ever made is uh, 1000 to 1500 for a fundraiser. So to do four times that was incredible. And they want to do it again, wow. obviously, and we've got a few others who want to do some more. Um, and, uh, yeah, if anybody wants to do that, they can actually just connect us. Um, my website, DaveFarrow.com, has all the information. There's a whole section on fundraisers look for that, um, or you can just call the toll-free number, and uh, my office will take care of you. But we just put a date on the map, and we end up getting you know, publicity for all these events and publicity for your cause, and you end up raising some a great deal of money for a great cause. That's wonderful. Tell us about some success stories. I know there's a lot of great testimonials on your website, but certainly a lot of people have benefited greatly from your training. So tell us how it has changed some people's lives. Oh, my God. I mean, where do I begin? I have, I have uh, email after email in my archives from people who are doctors and lawyers now, um, and they say they would not have been able to pass without these techniques. Um, I don't know how I feel about the lawyers, um, but, <laughs> but right. the doctors more than make up for it, I think. I, that was just a joke against lawyers, and if, right. if, if you're a lawyer right now and you're not used to jokes against you, you're going to have to get used to them. Um, yeah. so you're, talking about, you're talking about passing their board exams then, right? Passing the bar and also uh, being able to get into, you know, get accepted in pre-med, just something as simple as, as Anatomy 101, the, the volume of stuff you have to memorize and recall is incredible. So uh, most of the colleges that hire me, a lot of colleges and universities hire me to speak at their orientation and such. Most of the ones that hire me are, are technical colleges like, like nursing or pharmacy or something where they have to memorize large numbers of, of drugs or large numbers of, of technical terms, and I show them how to do it. You know, essentially I've, I've created a very simple method where you can uh, memorize technical terms very easily, um, and in a matter of a few weeks, they memorize all the technical terms associated with their curriculum. And then for the rest of the months and months and months of time, they can relax and ace their tests while all of their fellow students are struggling and struggling for each exam, yeah. stressing out as each one comes. Um, and it really shouldn't be as stressful. When you, when you know how to take control of your memory, then education becomes much easier. Right, absolutely. So let's talk about something a little different. I know you also have a program called Destination Setting. This is a, a powerful course that you teach that helps people identify what they're meant to do and put them on that path, right? Well, you know, actually, we actually put that into uh, our memory program. So on yourmemorysucks.com, I actually included that extra section. That's why we say it's four programs in one. Um, so Destination Setting essentially is what I've been doing for ages. It's, it's essentially different than goal setting. When you, when, you think of, when you think of you're setting a goal, you're aiming at a target. You know, it implies that there's a goalie or someone trying to stop you. It's all competitive. And the idea is that when you win, somebody else loses. Um, and that's very much the mindset that a lot of people have for goal setting. But we've turned it into more of a way uh, to think of yourself as a destination. You're, if you were a pilot and you're trying to get to a destination, how do you think to get there? And one of the methods that we've developed is, is you think backwards. You start at the destination mentally and you think to yourself, well, how did I get to that point? And then how did I get to that point? And how did I get to that point? You kind 
kind of start at the destination and work backwards as opposed to imagine yourself here and aim at something and hope to achieve it. Um, so it's just, it's just been something that's been really helpful for me. Just about every major target that I've aimed at in my life I've been able to achieve, and that's because I see it as a, as a journey and destination that we have to, you know, alter course and plan ahead and, and all that as opposed to just a goal just for ego to try to beat other people. I'm not competing with anybody else. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I am moving myself to another place. So it allows you to mentally change the game of life from this sort of competitive ego battle to real uh-huh. success, which is, which is I have a place that I want to be because this is what I want to have in life, and allows you to get there. That's really fantastic. Let's go back to PR for a little bit because you, you do have a PR firm that helps you and others get appearances on radio and TV. Uh, and we also talk about how you are accepting clients. Do you also have a do-it-yourself version where there's a course that people can take and they can more or less do it themselves with some guidance in addition to we do it all for you? Well, we do have an online uh, an online course that we've been working on, but really we like to work with the clients directly one-on-one. So we've made – I mean, I've made a, an affordable – uh, version that involves uh, just some coaching um, and then mm-hmm. more of a do-it-yourself video version. So, yeah, that's more for the lower end of the market. But really what we're looking for are people who, you know, if you're committed to your topic, if you're committed to your business, then we can, for a very affordable price, you know, like we're talking you know, a few grand, like a fraction of what a lot of PR companies will cost, um, you know, we can set you up with with uh, pitches, press kits, um, all sorts of online stuff, uh, press releases to our service. Um, And it's simply because I've been able to do this for myself for so many years that I've really streamlined the process. Um, uh, I I teach my staff how to make these pitches and how to to put these things together, and we do it in in hours instead of days. So we really uh, streamline things so much that, at least in the author expert category, we can uh, provide an, an awesome value to, to the client. And that's it at FarrowPR.com. FarrowPR.com. F-A-R-R-O-W-P-R.com. Yeah. And you know, we've done more than, uh, than author experts. We have a few success stories who are authors, but we also have, uh, I mean, we have a client, the Napa Auto Parts. One of the branches of Napa Auto Parts is a client of ours. We have uh, somebody who makes um, um, game development and apps, uh, computer game apps, uh, um, is a client of ours. So, you know, we, we can diversify, diversify quite a bit, but we're either in the expert category or we're kind of in technology category specifically. That sounds great. What are the resources that are available that you'd like to talk about briefly? We've got probably about five minutes to the end. <laughs> you know what, honestly, uh, I mean, I had a great time. What I, what I want to point to, if we have resources, it is, it is uh, you know, look within yourself. Uh, you have amazing resources in that amazing brain of yours. Um, the first, the very first memory technique I ever learned, you would never even think of it as a technique. Um, it was simply uh, to look up. Um, whenever you're blanking out, whenever you're stressed out and you blank out on something, uh, generally speaking, you're looking down because that's what we do when we stress out. But if you notice any time somebody's asked you for directions, your natural tendency is to look up. The reason for right. that without getting into the science too much, has to do with the optic nerve and essentially allows us to have more energy sent to that part of the brain. So when I discovered that, I was blanking out a lot because of stress. On a lot of my exams, I was a kid, I was stressing out, and I would blank out. I knew the information, and I was scoring a lot less. So when I started looking up on purpose and changing how I breathe and change how I run the machine of my brain, 
Then all of a sudden my test scores changed and my life changed. And you have the most powerful machine in the, in, in the universe. It, it's known to science as the most complex uh, single entity of anything in the universe, the brain. Uh, there's nothing more complex in the universe, in the known universe. So you don't have an owner's manual. You don't even have a cheat sheet, not the slightest thing. So knowing just a little bit about how to run your brain changes your whole life, whether it's study skills, whether it's psychology, whether it's motivation even. Um, but understanding that brain plasticity and, of course, memory, of course, changes your whole life. And that's really what I've found is everybody has the tools, but they just don't know how to use them, and they just need a coach to help them in that. That's great. What are your big goals going forward? Well, actually, I'm getting into technology. One of the benefits of, of having one of the world's greatest memories is I can learn something in a weekend that takes people uh, years oftentimes, especially software programs. So um, you may have done some research on this. You know that I've spent a couple of years in nanotech. I, I worked with, uh -huh. uh, with some pharmaceutical companies. I've done some, some uh, prototyping and design. And I did this because I'm passionate about it, and I was able to be really smart with my techniques. I wasn't born that way. I've developed it. But... You know, when, when you make a really good machine, you want to use it. So I wanted to push my brain to its limits. Now I'm working on a robotics project that should come out next year, and uh, it'll make a big splash. Uh, essentially, it's an animatronic project for the retail environment, and I think that it'll make a big difference. Uh, and also, I know how to market it as well, so that's a little advantage that's I have over, over the other geeks out there. <laughs> that's great. A minute and a half to the end. Who inspires and motivates you, Dave? Who has ever motivated me? Who inspires and motivates you? Um, you know, there's a story of, of a man by the name of Garrett Morgan. He's a, a black man who lived in Cleveland. He's the son of slaves, and he became a very wealthy man. He invented the traffic light. He invented a specific type of mechanism that allowed the Singer sewing machine to exist, which changed the world. It was the Apple computer of its day. And he never let racism get in his way. He just simply stepped around it. He didn't bother to say, oh, I'm a victim and the world has to change. No, what he did was... He, uh, he found a white guy, hired him, and pretended that he was the head of the company, and he was happy because he was making all this money, but he didn't let his ego get in the way. It was one of, the, one of my biggest inspirations growing up was that guy, uh, to be honest. That's wonderful. Almost forgotten by history, but he's, he's a huge inspiration to me. That's great. And we are coming up to the end of the show. One more time, how can we find you? 30 seconds to the end. Uh, just Google Dave Farrow or check out yourmemorysucks.com. Fantastic. This has been Success Profiles Radio. We will be back every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. You can download and subscribe to the show on iTunes anytime you like. Please do so. Leave a great review. And until next week, you have a good one. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. for being a part of Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Each week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to